Right, good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming. I know this is a uh, crunch time, and a lot of uh, uh, just a lot of last-second things. Even though we're already, you know, we're more than a week away, but you could feel it. You could sm- you could smell it. You could sense it. And this will be the last time we'll learn together till after Pesach Bezrat. Well, we'll learn in this format together till after Pesach Bezrat Hashem. And um, I want to dedicate the learning the, today for the Refuah Shlema of Anat Bruria Bat Ora. And there was one more name. I forgot. Okay, I have to be more prepared with names for next time. Hopefully by the next time I look for it, they'll have a Refuah Shlema. It'll be fine. That's the point, right? Okay. So, what to expect and what not to expect at Leil Seder. So as, is she, where's Shira? You, yeah. Can you say again what you said to me yesterday? Yeah, somebody I used to work with and really respect as an educator and just someone who understands kids. She always used to say specifically about the Seder that children are not nachat machines. Like they're not there it's just to like spend like nachat into you. They're not there to be like put on display or to um, like be put into like a pressured situation where they're meant to like perform, say as far Torah, like that's not... Um, hey. <laughs> that's not um, that's not their purpose, and it's not our um, it's not respectful for us to put them in that kind of position. So mm-hmm. just children are not nachat machines. I feel she said it in terms of the seder, but I feel like it just applies to so much, like thinking about our kids in shul and what we like wish they would do in shul, and what they you know it's just I think it's just applicable to a lot of situations. So after you after you share with me that, I changed the shear for today. <laughs> No, 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 not changed, but it, was, it directed me in a much more, uh, uh, a way that, w- w- something we could actually do with, 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 with a very important kavana towards Leila Seder for that exact reason, that when you expect something to be, and it's not like, you, like it came out to be, it could be the highest thing in the world, but because it's not what you thought and it should be, it comes out to be a big disappointment. Interesting, we see this word in the beginning of Yitziat Mitzrayim, what would you think the word, the, the first word of the parsha of Yitzhak Mitzrayim should be? Let me, give you an ex- let me try to explain. In, in the Torah we know that when it says, Vayehi, En Vayehi Ela Lishon Tsar. Then when it says Vayehi, that means something bad is about, is about to happen. And otherwise, but when it says Vehaya, that's already a Lashon of Simcha. Nechon? Vehaya Ki Tavo El Haaretz. What's the parsha of Yitziat Mitzrayim? Which parsha in the Torah is it? B'Shalach. Vayehi B'Shalach Paro Et Ha'am. Why does it say Vayehi? All the Mepharshim are trying to understand. Why does it start with Lashon Tzar? It's because of expectations. It's because of the teaching you just said, more or less. Where, let Hashem, trust Hashem that the way something's supposed to happen will be the best thing that ends up happening. But if I go into Leila Seder with the expectations or with a picture, an image of what should be, and by the way, I'm saying this to myself more than ever this week, the day before we go into our shul for the first time for Shabbos. What's going to be will be perfect. I'm I'm like, it's a big avoda. People ask me, how do you feel? this? like, I'm a, the avoda is... Mamash, <laughs> shul is not a nachas machine, you know. <laughs> it's not that. I have my my heart has to be open, loving, and believe that all hishtadlut I and we can do until going in 
has and is been is being do, doing and it's been done. You tell me, Zeh, the other side wins. Now, but in that frame of, of mind, I want to look, learn a piece of Reb Nassim of Breslover with you. Because this will help us understand basic terminology. I feel like David already opened up the gates of, uh, of mysticism. I could just walk through them now and without, without, without a problem. And hopefully it'll be very, very uh, easy. But I just have a bakasha. Today, if you don't mind, I, I, to hold back a little bit with the questions because I really want to get... You see there's a nice chunk of text here. And I want to get to a point. And at the end, if there are any questions, we'd be more than happy to answer, okay? But, I, but, but for now, yeah, there's more pages here for whoever needs. For now, just to look inside. And this is a piece from Likutei Alachot. This is a piece from Reb Nathan Breslover, Likutei Alachot. And he brings, us, he brings us to a basic concept that's brought out through all the Svarim. Not just about Leila Seder, this is brought up through the whole year. And you've heard me mention these, this concept before, but it's a concept that's called Mochin de Gadlut, as opposed to Mochin de Katnut. Mochin de Gadlut, Mochin, mindset, Moach, Gadlut, expansive. Mochin de Gadlut, as opposed to mochin de katnut, contractive mindset. Mochin de gadlut means there are times where I have to really be aware that I have to work on a much more expansive mindset. There are times as well where dafka the avodah is mochin de katnut, that the avodah that I have to do is dafka with a more contractive mindset. So let me ask you, when do you think there'd be times where it's more applicable to serve Hashem with mochin de katnut. Could be. What else? Think of certain times of the year, certain mitzvahs, where it's actually better to, to attack something, approach it with mochin de katnut, with, an, with a contractive mindset. Can anyone think of anything? Or you think everything has to be so kabbalistically deep? I think so often we have to Yes. Can you imagine if you're standing like, like you know, women? Okay, from by men it's more in Indian because of mitzvah sasecha as man grama. But imagine a man is sitting there, and he has a mitzvah. He's a time-bound mitzvah, but he wants to do it on the level of mochin de gadlut, expansive mindset. And he's standing there. Um, I don't know what's a good what's a good uh, time-bound mitzvah. Let's say Shema. Now, the Hasidim always stretch time. That's, that, that's the problem. It was like expand the time of, I don't know. Um, let's say Lulav and Etrog. Let's take Lulav and Etrog. According to the Doraita, when's the Chiyuv of, of Mitzvah Saseh of taking a Ulakachtem Lachem? First day. That's the only. By the way, also on Pesach, what's the real Chiyuv? First, right? Only in the first night, the first day. Matzah. Pseder. Now imagine, you know what, for all of us, matzah, let's go to right now. Mochin de gadlut, right? On the level of mochin de gadlut. So I say, I am not going to eat this matzah until I am certain that I have really devoured, I have really sunk in to all the kavanas that come out from matzah. 
I know, and I want to make sure I do it right because I need to get out of Egypt this year. And I want to make sure that I know exactly what's happening to me as I eat the matzah. So therefore, I have to bless you. I have to bring every sefer. I know chaver like this. I have to bring every sefer with me to every Haggadah, with all my Mariam Akomos from every single Rav and Rabbi, and I have to go over the whole thing before I chew, while I lean, as I chew, as I digest. <laughs> Brother, it's Shachris. Maybe that's what was happening that famous night in Bnei Brak that the Haggadah talks about. There, there are ways, there are inyanim that I have to do in a mochin de katnut level to get the thing done. That's the world we're in, Olam Asiyah. <clears throat> doesn't mean I gotta go to Shodav in Mochin de Katnut, but it means there are times for everything. However, there's one night out of the whole year that the Zara Kodr says, like it or not, it's a night that's called Mochin de Gadlut. It's a night of an expansive mindset. It's nothing to do with you, whether you're there or not. There's something happening that's much bigger than you. The night itself is a night of Mochin de Gadlut. If we <clears throat> if we remember where we were the night we left Yitziat Mitzrayim, based on where we were, there'd be no way that there could be a Yitziat Mitzrayim based on where we were holding. Where were we holding the night of Yitziat Mitzrayim? The lowest of the low. What ended up happening in the night of Yitziat Mitzrayim? There was a huge jump. A huge jump that took place. Hashem chose this to be, not us. Hashem chose a huge jump in our in our reality, thus bringing us out to a place, up to a place that we could have never dreamed of. This is after a year of miracles as well. So therefore, like this, Pesach is called Mochin de Gadlut because there's something in the air. And if we get confused about it, we go to the world of expectations of, since this is a night of expansive mindset, we have to see how high and holy everything needs to be. Or we could rephrase the understanding of what it means to be in an expansive mindset, in mochin de gadlut. So let's, let's, uh, let, let's, oh, let, let's, uh, let's look inside. Klal kavanat pesach. Klal kavanat pesach. Shehu yitziat mitzrayim. The kavanah of pesach, which is all about leaving Egypt. What ended up happening, Reb Nassim says, the night of leaving Egypt, was that Hashem brought down onto us a huge, wondrous light, that means it wasn't a leveled. Hadraga, it wasn't... Gradual. Gradual, thank you. It was just, I thought you said fragile, yeah. Okay. Gradual, sorry. Not gra- it was, wasn't gradual, and it wasn't in an order. Wait, wait, wait a second, that's weird. What's the, na- what's the night of Pesach called? Seder. Seder. He just said it wasn't, the night of Pesach wasn't Keseder. What, what's going on over here? This is what the whole teaching's about. And we see this, by the way, by the Simanim itself. What's the first siman of the 15 simanim? Kaddish. The second one is? Urchatz. All year long. Right? Generally speaking, Urchatz, I have to wash myself in order for Kaddish. Seder night, Kaddish Urchatz. It's a night 
that Hashem removes us from the way that naturally things have to be in order to make sense, and He brings us into His table, His world, a completely new dimension, a completely new understanding, a completely new reality of how things work in this world. And this is what I really wanted to say. Generally speaking, in order to reach our children, and, and I want to give a very important plug here to Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg. I, sp- I spoke about it with the men yesterday, and I'm going to say it again over here. Um, he came out this year with this very uh, phenomenal YouTube, uh, phenomenal shir last week about preparing your house for Pesach. And it's great, and it's actually very meduyak. And anyone that wants to understand halachati to make sure they're doing things right, I highly recommend it and will happily send out to whoever wants to. And I sent it out to a bunch of chavra yesterday. But what he says over there is that the way that your child sees your approach to Pesach cleaning may determine their passion or non-passion for Yiddishkeit. For Yiddishkeit. I want you, I'm going to send it out. The first seven minutes, the first seven minutes is all about that. Now, I want to say it like this further. Generally speaking, all year long, the way we reach our children through Chinuch, we know we have, like, there's a Seder. It has to be like this, they have to do this, and we have to be like this, and then hopefully it'll eventually seep in. Take it for whatever it's worth. There's one night a year where the rules change. Not because we changed it, because Hashem changed the order of nature. The order of, there's a new Seder. It's la, it, and it's not his Seder. It's not the way that our Seder normally works of how to reach our children. It works differently. And that's why the way we approach Leo Seder and the way we sit at Leo Seder has got to be without any expectations because my expectations are based on the Seder of nature of the rest of the year. But Leila say there, Hashem changed the order of nature in the world. That means He also changed the order of nature as to how we reach each other, how we reach our children, and how our children reach us. So I grew up going to hotels my whole life. Leila say there, because my father was the chazan on these programs. The rest of the week was the f- awesome fun, it was amazing. Leil Seder's, sorry, Leil Seder's stunk. Why? Because there were another 380 people in the hotel room in Palm Springs or in Miami. I didn't, you know, it wasn't an... It wasn't intimate. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't... Seder, it's, it's okay, <laughs> trust me. My father filled it in everywhere else in our lives. Mm-hmm. Meaning and, you know, approach and v'chule. I could say this out loud, it's, it's all good. He gave us the most amazing Pesachs of our lives the rest of the week. But, but what I'm trying to say is that at why, and, and really it's in your schut here, like why is it so chaval to have any expectation of our nachas machines to produce nachas on Leil Seder out of all nights of the year? Because it's not meant to be the way that you normally should expect something. Just like we experienced a night of leaving Egypt in a completely different way of how we experienced anything else in our lives until that night. Why do we mention Yitzias Mitzrayim all the time? Why did I just take my tzitzis in shul, looking at my tzitzis, and it's all about Zechel Yitzias Mitzrayim? What, why, why, why do we say this in Kiddush? 
Why do we say it when we say Shema? What is going on over here? Because it's showing the, the greatness of Hashem that he, only he could take Masada in this time. So only he could. Only he could. But on Leil Seder, he's telling us, maybe all year you have to remember that only I could act like this, but on Leil Seder, parents, you have to realize the keys are in your hand to let go of things needing to be in an orderly fashion. It's not, and that is what's called expansive mindset. Mochin de gadlut. Mochin de katnut means, yesh poseder, I have to add up, it has to add up, vechule. Mochin de gadlut means, let me, you know, I'm going out of the domain of order, because, not because I decided that, because God decided that the night that he took us out of Egypt. And I'm replugging, I'm aligning myself, I'm channeling myself, to a world that doesn't add up How could I have an expectation for something that I myself am unaware of? How could I? It's impossible. How could I have an expectation for a, a place that I can reach that I'm completely unaware of? I can't. And that's the beauty of preparing for Leil Seder. It's preparing for something that I can't really prepare for. Achon? Now, in a deeper level, not, this is not the shir today, what stands in the way of me, of, of me ridding myself of expectations? It's a three-letter word in Hebrew. Eagle. It's a three-letter word in Hebrew. It, it probably means the same thing in English. Chet mem tzadik. Chametz is exactly what stands in the way of me being able to attach myself to a world of mochim de gadlut. That's what chametz does. All the titles we learn about chametz and how it, yeah, it's like your ego and it's blown up and it's not, all these Torahs on chametz, what it really is, is that what are we trying to clean in a pnimi way? We're trying to clean who we, the, the vision of who we could be. We're trying to get there. We're trying to figure that out. And we're going to talk a lot more about that on, Shab- on the Shabbos Agadol Drush on Shabbos afternoon. Yes, that was a plug. Same bemet, it's a very important Indian. Mm-hmm. But for this year, I want to go, I want to continue. Second line. Without this, or Gadol. Lo gael. bahem zuamat mitzrayim me'od. The pollution of Egypt, the Zuhama of Mitzrayim. What does that mean, that Egypt polluted us? What does that mean, that we got contaminated, <coughs> excuse me, by the Tumah of Mitzrayim? We're going to see in a second that he's going to explain to us that the Mitzrayim forces us to be mochin de katnut. Like a, a slave can't have mochin de gadlut. What does he have? A slave has nothing. A ben chorin, a free person, has the freedom to dream bigger, to rid themselves of expectations, of being an expansive mindset. If the way we, were, we would have been inspired, leaving Egypt would have been like the normal way we get inspired, which at first it seeps in slowly, 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 then it trickles a little bit more and more until I expand. Keseder, we would have never left Egypt. Bechipazon, the Torah says. It had to be fast. Why? Because 
if I waited for it to be Kaseder, Egypt was too, Egypt was too, yeah, I would have changed my mind, and Egypt was too tough, it was too strong. The contractive mindset, the slave mindset was too powerful. Well, that's why I wouldn't have gone out of there. It's a midrash, yeah, it's not so clear, but, Nachon. Ki hayu aklipot ne'echazin b'mochin dekatnut shemisham achizatan. The klipas, the shell, that voice that tells me you're not ever really going to be a free person, would have had too much of a of a, a, a hold on me. Mm-hmm. This is what it means that Egypt was holding on to us. It was only because God said, plucking you out. But I'm not worthy. You're right. <laughs> it's my decision. I'm giving you beauty. Take it to your problem. I'm giving you life. I'm giving you freedom. You're right. I'm your cheshman. Maybe not. I'm plucking you out. And God gave us light that wasn't gradual and wasn't orderly. And and due to this tremendous light, they were redeemed just like that on that night. They, they, They got out. Now, you know, when a Breslover has the holy chutzpah to take text from Reb Nassim and then put some in bold print, I be, bet you he went to the mikvah before doing this because it's a very big Indian to not say this is more important than this. But I believe that whoever orechets, whoever highlighted this, was very clear that here Reb Nassim is screaming. You got to be careful of something. What do you got to be careful of? He said, anytime you want to come really close to Hashem, that's also called the Bechina of Yitziat Mitzrayim. And we'll see in a second what we have to be careful of. Remember something. Whether you worked hard or you didn't work hard, but you eventually got to where you wanted to be, it's good to pat yourself on the back. But it's even deeper to realize, wow, it's only because you gave me the koach to get here that I actually, that I'm here. It's, all, it's only you, Hashem Yitbarach. Ulifamim, third line, ulifamim mitnakel habaal davar. Habaal davar, we already saw many times, that means the other side, the baal davar, the sitra achra. The voice, not the show, I mean the, the, that, that voice inside of us that says, mitnakel, that means he's cruel, comes and tortures us. Rasitra achra me'akem libo. Me'akem libo means it makes your heart akum, crooked. Bivchinat katnut, hanimshach mimochin de katnut. It comes and makes your heart crooked. From a place of katnus, contractiveness, right, smallness, which comes from what we call mochin de katnut, anava. This voice comes to you, and it disguises itself very, very holy. And how does it disguise itself? What does it come and tell you? That this is all like when you say no, 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 this can't be. B'shem what? What did he just say? The last word here. What does that mean? What do I mean, huh? I'm not worthy. And you actually believe it? 
And you actually allow that to, to determine your state of mind right now. B'Shem Anava. In the name of... Um, well, yeah, but it's, it's absolute sheker. It's, it's coming from the dark side. It's coming from the dark side. B'Shem Anava. Me, personally, I, I can't, I'm not such a person. I, I can't. I, those are for the tzaddikim. Please. Anava, I'm about, I don't want to be a gaivadik person thinking I can, I can reach such an expansive mindset. I could actually really be that person that can just accept where their children are at and love them and think they're the holiest. I'm anav. You're not anav. You're pashut me'od ametumtam. You're pashut me'od ametumtam. You're given the gift of all gifts and you're saying, I'm not on the level. Who decided that you should get the gift? You? You're right. If you decided you should get the gift, you, maybe you are a Baal Gaiva. If the Rebono Sholam says, I'm giving you the whole world, and you say, I'm not on the level, it's chatsuf. It's tintum. Mamash metumtam. The Friedeker Rebbe, that's the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, he once, he once said to, uh, he once said to uh, Reb Shlomo, and to all the chevra that were, you know, uh, at, back then in 1948, 49, in Lubavitch, he said, that our problem is, we come to God like schleppers. We ask for so little. We ask for so little. Why don't we come to God like the way he wants us to come to God, like on Seder night? Kola olam kulo. You see, all year long, we're like, let me just see some good points in my children. Seder night is, why don't I just see the awesome depth and beauty of the all of them. Of the all of them. So Hashem Yisbarach says, well, that's great, but can you imagine that that's the way I look at you too? Why does that freak you out so much? I don't have vessels for this all year long, the way I just spoke right now. One night a year I do. Not because I did anything, but because Hashem changed the order of nature for one night back then. When we say Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim, that the night, the time itself gets sanctified, this is what we're speaking about. This is in the air whether you like it or not. You might as well tap into it. But that voice that comes in the name of Anava comes and can ruin the whole thing for us. Uh, uh, humility. Uh, humble, like being humble, right? Okay, in the middle of the paragraph, right after the second bold typing, <coughs> this voice, Rotze, wants to distance it, that voice. And this voice is really coming and saying, get out of here. You say in your heart, am I worthy that God should make such miracles for me? I know how much I was screaming like a behemoth, Erev Pesach at everybody. I know what I looked like a few hours ago. I know the way I treated everyone in this house a few hours ago. You want me to sit here right now and think, who am I kidding? Yes, that's the voice. And guess what? That voice sounds so rational and so logic, doesn't it? So rational, so logic. Who am I kidding? The secret of being a Yid is remembering that you don't run the show. If you are running the show, you're right. You sit there at the Seder. You have your expectations. They should be met. If not... It justifies you sending your kids to, to bed early, you getting angry, you doing whatever you're... But that's, that's not the story of Seder night. One night a year. Mochin de Gadlet. En malasot. There's nothing you can do about it. Umichamad zeh. 
This voice, Eino ma'amim bedivrei ha-tzadik ha-rotzei l'ga'alo. This also happens when you get, when you get inspired by the words of a tzadik that wants to help you be redeemed from your own meitzarim. Ula'ashivot be'emet la'ashamit barach and to really bring you close to Hashem. Like we have found over the years, people that actually distance themselves more after hearing from a tzaddik the gates that are open for them, but saying to themselves, he's not talking about me. And that made them fall even further away. We're sitting at that shir, he's speaking words of fire, or she's speaking words of fire, but that's for the chavah that are holding. I'm not holding. But what Rebbe Nassim is hinting to is that a real tzaddik can give you a moment of Pesach when you're really in their presence and you're open to hearing what they want to say. Because they always want to take you out of Mitzrayim. And he says if there's a moment <clears throat> where the gates are open for you to come out of Mitzrayim and you jump with the words that the tzaddik is telling you about who you could become, that moment becomes Yitzhiyat's Mitzrayim. But for a klal, on a general level, that is open and available to everyone on Leila Seder. So he says, again, there are those that actually got distance from this. They know how filthy and dirty they are. They say, ah, if this tzaddik knew where I was holding, he wouldn't say that I could actually get out also. Shmendrik, the tzaddik knows exactly where you're holding if he's a tzaddik. <laughs> you ever walk into a room and see someone that's looking right into you? You ever have that? And you're absolutely scared? In the Svarim it says that the tzaddik can look at your metzach and they can they could see right into you. I've had that a number of times. It's a very frightening situation. I have to believe the tzaddik believes in me because otherwise I'd be too embarrassed, right? I know about the... There's a school in Ma'alei Levona for girls. Have you heard of this school? We were just talking about it the other day. It's a school in the Shemron, yeah. You probably have a few grandkids there, no? No, but, but my daughter taught there years. Right. It's a school at Rav Yitzchak Ginsburg. And Rav Ginsburg would walk in, and the story is that when the girls once learned this teaching about, like, the tzaddik can really see you through your forehead, so for months... Yeah. The girls would, would always go like this. They, when he'd walk into the room, they, I heard they would, go, they would just go like this. They'd stand there covering their forehead until he, like, he realized the whole shear, they're sitting there, all of them like this. So he had to, like, <laughs> had to calm them down because then. Ay, 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 ay. And then when these people that don't really believe they can get at Mitzrayim start feeling pain and affliction, both physically and mentally, spiritually. They say to themselves, I see God doesn't want me to come close. There's no way to bring a blemished person like me, pagum, like pagam. There's no way to bring a, a blemished person like me to come close. Nimtza. So in the beginning, this sounds like the other side comes and disguises himself as if this is ways of humility. But he ends up basically distorting the words of the living God. And he 
and he wants to come and make us fail through this mochin de katnut, le'akem libo, al ze yoter to make our hearts crooked, as opposed to orzoro letzadik, u'leyishreilev, straight, simcha. Kiken derech habal davar. This is the way the other side works. Shemitlabesh be'ezeh emet lefanim, ve'achar kach me'apech ha'shura ha'chas v'shonom. This is how he works. Like you always say, like, you know, the other side never comes to you in the beginning with total sheker, because you could call it out. It's too easy to realize this is total sheker. Really, how does the other side come? It sounds like a tzaddik in the beginning. I'm doing this for you. I'm making sure you, don't, you won't end up having a frum attack, which ends up then burning you out, and then going through the whole Baal Tshuva process. I want your mental stability. I'm not going to let you get too into something, right? But it ends up basically taking us away from everything. That's how it works. So it begins from Mochin de Katnut, and it ends up making our hearts ikum. That's what Rabbi Nachman speaks about a lot. Akmimut Halev. The interesting Torah, I think it's Torah, hey, in the Kutay Maharan, it's a beautiful teaching. Rabbi Nachman says, so how do you straighten the heart after it goes through akmimut? Okay, we've suffered all from akmimut alev, crookedness of the heart. How do you straighten out the heart? So the Rebbe says there, I believe, is that when you allow yourself to hear your own inner scream to Hashem, that I want to believe in you, <coughs> if you allow yourself to hear yourself scream, that takes the Akmimut and straightens it out. You know how much chametz stands in the way between us screaming and allowing ourselves to hear what we sound like when we scream? The Piyasetzna Rebbe's Chusyag in Aleinu writes both in Eishkoyde, in Achshar Savrechim and Bnei Machshavatova the following If only you yourself could hear your own soul while it's singing, all your problems would be solved, more or less. Understand the difference between singing. And hearing yourself sing? You talk about, I remember. If you could hear yourself sing, not just sing, if you could hear yourself sing. So on Seder night, if you could see yourself giving reshut to a night of mochin de gadlut, that you witness yourself becoming that person that goes out of your own, has to be like this, and you gave yourself, a, you actually saw, not that, that you did it, but that you experienced yourself, you saw yourself become that person that gives reshut for Hashem for one night a year to do what He can do to me, life would be different. It's basically like we spoke about months ago. If you, if you pin-dropped there and you said, I was here, and you know it's possible for you to be that kind of person, that light of Pesach can keep on showing up in your life throughout the whole year. But you have to let that one night of non-Seder Seder, right, you understand what I mean by that, right? A non-Seder Seder happen in order for this to happen. Okay, bottom paragraph. Al-Ken. Therefore, Tzrichim lehishamer me'od mizeh. Therefore, you have to be, mazal lehizaher, you have to be so careful. Shelo yipol ve'itrachek al yedei anavar ra'akazot. Therefore, you have to be so careful that that anava ra'a, that bad type of humility, that sheker type of humility, stays as far away as possible from you. Now again, what's that voice? Like what's the voice of anava ra'a right now for us? Like what, let's give a, a, a dogma. 
What's the anavara'a, the, the sound of it, that's going to approach us, Leila Seder? It's going to be like, whatever, just make sure that uh, no one fights. Or, you know, or just make sure, you don't understand, it's so much deeper than that. It's, it's, it's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. <coughs> it's the night of low, no, no limitations. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't freak you out. It should, just, it should actually... This is the avoda. You know, when we know that something so high, like we said in the beginning of Shir, could be, and we don't end up being, it doesn't end up being the way we imagined it, like we said in the beginning of Shir, it feels like a failure when really it could have been the, it, maybe it was the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's the anava psula that comes and says, don't even go there. Don't even go there. Okay, now go, now, now, now we're going to finish. Alken tzrichim li od mizeh, it says like this. It's true. A person should know themselves. They should know me on my own. I'm probably not worthy of geula. I know my shtuyot. I know the screaming I did two hours ago. I know that person. It's true. I did. I know the same anxiety that came out in a bad way. I know the same comments I said to that person. I know what I thought about myself. And let's face it, God, I also know what I thought about you two hours ago also when I was questioning why did you create such a holiday and call this holy, right? We know this. You know, Shuli Rand has a great song. It's great. It's basically like he spoke to this session. He says, Ribbono Shalom. He starts like this, Ribbono Shalom. Im ledaber gluyot. Now, that's very interesting use of terminology. Im ledaber gluyot. Anyone know this song? I don't know what it's called. Ayeka. Ayeka. Right, right, right. Im ledaber gluyot means, you know, if we're going to talk open, right, as if, like, is there any other, right? But all year long, we don't really talk gluyot. It's like, I'm going to say what I think you want to hear and we'll call it a day. No. Like a breast liver is like, no, no, im ledaber gluyot, Right? Leila said there's Ibn Daber Gluyot, Reb Nassim saying, Ibn Daber Gluyot, Sanet Yotcha Lifne Shatayim. I couldn't take you two hours ago. And I also was so mad at my husband that why, or Shirat David, why are they singing so long? Like, why? There's all these, right? Ibn Daber Gluyot. The kids are hungry, I'm hungry, I'm tired, right? Ibn Daber Gluyot, a few hours ago, Zimamash Loyani. By the way, I'm, no one should think for a second. <laughs> Trust me. Does he live with <laughs> No, the no, no. Like <laughs> it's, it's the complaints. I, <laughs> it's the complaints from other people in the, <laughs> that I get sometimes. It's true. It's true. Outside of Leila Seder, that you should give me the whole world and give me the ability to be a person that could rid themselves of the expectations and really just be in love with the gift that I have that's right in front of me, whether I end up singing any, every song I planned or not. You know, sometimes we have this imagery of like how it was for us, Leila Seder, but it's very selective. We remember sometimes for bad and sometimes for good. The selective imagery can go like this, memory can go like this. I remember the song from my childhood. Which song was it? Well, it was the second to last one in the Haggadah, but you had to go through everything, gotcha. right? Or one of those, Adirhu, Chad Gadya, Chad Miodea, all at the end over there, right? 
What you don't remember is that out of your 16 years of living at home, 18 years of living at home, that only happened once or twice. But you remember that to happen. You schlep that expectation to the Seder of tonight. And you're like, oh, if we didn't get there, wow, I don't know if I'm doing a good chinuch. I don't know if I'm holding in the right place. Then. That's the, that's the Baal Davar. He comes like that. But he says, don't confuse yourselves. It's true. Maybe lo megia to be a person that could be in an expansive mindset. Because you were screaming a few hours ago. Baruch Hashem, it wasn't you that chose to get out of Egypt and that you got out of Egypt. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. That should be the, the whole thing of Pesach is thank God I didn't make the decision if I should get out that night or not. Because Bemet, I'll pee the emet of the Seder of my life, the way that I understand, lo megiali. I should have stayed in Egypt. Lo megiali. Thank God I, I'm not the one to make that decision. Again, ki be'emet bevadai tzarich ha'adam leida chesrono she'eno ra'ui legeula u'leit be'esh be'atzmo arbe. Aval lo she'it rachek al-yedi zechaz v'shalom. The fact that you know who you were a few hours ago shouldn't mean that you should distance yourself. It's good you know where you were at. But if it causes you to be far from Hashem, that's already the other side. Rak adir On the contrary, yomar belibo, of course, in accordance to my behavior, I'm far. Of course I am. But I trust the one that decided how things should be in the world. And in the koach and the righteous, the merit of the righteous ones, that God will help me. Just like it was until now. And I got to where I am until now. Why should that change? I'm commanded to believe, I'm obligated to, to believe in the words of the tzaddikim, and they revealed to us that it's all about tov and chesed. That for sure, at the end, it'll be good. That even if I don't merit it, there's one night a year where my merits play no role in determining how good life can be. There's one night a year that my merits and where I hold or not hold don't play any role in the light that's coming down. What night is that? That's Leil Seder. However, I want to share with you a glimpse that I got of it on Monday. For many people, walking into the shul, right after we were dancing, walking into the shul, they were shocked because we had Chaim David set up there, right? Like he mentioned before. I forgot that, I just simply, either I forgot to tell people or I just didn't think it would be good to just surprise people. I, I don't even remember, there was so much going on. I think I just forgot, that's it, I, there was so much going on. I think we all forgot, I don't know, it wasn't mentioned anywhere, right? I don't think it was mentioned anywhere. Great One, uh, yeah, it's a great surprise, yeah, yeah, so beautiful. So, and he was, more than, more than we were honored that he was there, he was, that, that's the kind of idiot he was. So, I had a friend that was there, not from here, 
but in his own personal life with his children, is suffering in ways Hashem Yerachim, none of us, Be'ezrat Hashem, should ever have to go through. For him to dance is a miracle. He started crying his eyes out when Chaim David started singing, Hodu Lashem Kito, Ki Le'oilam Le'oilam Chazdai. He hasn't been able to say those words, nonetheless cry, be Muthmin, because to him, for him to say, thank you Hashem, because your chesed is forever, ki le'olam chesed, unheard of. He texted me later, and I, and I, I saw that because I was dancing right behind him when that nigan was going on. I'm talking about real dark tzars for, for probably three, four years now. So he texted me later that night, and he was saying, you know, how he moved he was by everything. He says, but I have to tell you, that that moment, I jumped to a place. Not only I never thought I could, I forgot that exists. I forgot that place exists. What place is that? What place is that? Yes. I forgot it exists. It's not that I didn't think I can get there. I bichlal shachachti kayem. So therefore, the urgency for being ready for Leila Seder is a very weird preparation. Because on the one hand, there's a lot of cleaning, there's a lot of lemaisa things, keseder. There are hours where you can sell your chametz, there are hours where you can go and do hagalat kelim, there are hours to go and get your car clean, meaning everything's keseder, you, have a, you, you should have that. That's all in the world that we normally live in, keseder. And yeah, we, we have, we need to, our children should be mechunachim, educated, and they should clean their rooms, make their bed. Those are all, and that's not because of nachas machines, that's just the, the world we live in, right? But the real, real night where all of us appear and shine and that we can connect ourselves to things, not only that we didn't believe exist, we forgot that they exist. We forgot that they exist. There's a world like that. It's open to us. It's wide open to us, Leil Seder, for one reason. Uh, we said this a few weeks ago. <clears throat> How does an Israeli answer the word Lama? Kacha. What's the Rashi Tevot of Kacha in Kabbalah? Does anyone know? You know this? Kacha. This is a very. You know this is very important. You told us. I'm trying to remember. What's the highest sphera in the Kabbalistic spheres? The emanations, the manifestations of God's light in this world. Keter. Kacha. Keter Kol Haktarim. That's what's brought down in the Kabbalah. Keter Kol Haktarim means the crown of all crowns. The highest level that you can be in a relationship with God is that things exist, Ashrei Ha'am Shekachalo, because God said that it should be like this. That's true about a Thursday morning. Uh, what's the date today? Hey, Vav, Vav, Vav Nisan. That's also true about Yudalit and Tetvav, meaning the way, the order that Hashem chose the world to be today is a kacha order, keseder. And the order, which is a non-order, that happens on Leil Seder, is kacha as well. Keter kolaktarim. This is just the way it is. Lama, kacha. And that's why the world of rationalism can only go so far. Because a rationalist can't really grapple. He can't hold on to the kacha. No, kacha doesn't help me. 
Sorry. Hashem decided to take us out. Leil Seder. Lama Kacha. It, it, really, it really boils down to that Lama Kacha. Yeah. A, a little bit of it. Not, I didn't get through the whole thing. Oh, so the, the, it talked about the Keter. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Silence and equanimity. Nachon. So Nachon. it sounds like the concept of silence, where there's no expectations, just silence, equanimity. 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 Yeah, yeah. Hishtavut. Everything is equal. Hishtavut. Not contact or um, be in touch with Keter, which is the moon, or which is above everything. No? Absolutely. Just you know, I, no, no, no. You should know. Just when I was... You were wondering. It was called wonders, that, that thing. And I was wondering, honestly, I should, I'll share with you, I was wondering, like, you know, there's all these, you know, people read different things. This stuff from Rav Ginsburg is so high. And I was wondering, like, Bemet, does anyone, is, is anyone able to take anything from, like, some of these things? It's so high. So thank you. I'm going to tell the guy to keep on sending them every week. Well, it's a sheer, you know. I give us a bracha, I give us a strong bracha, all of us in here, and my, my family, our Seder table, your Seder table, that it should be Hashem's Seder table, the way Hashem runs the world on the night of Leil Seder. Sheloke Seder. Sheloke Hadraga. Be'emet. Be'pnimiut. Pnimiut alev. Just like we think to rid ourselves of expectations is impossible, it's true. Usually it's impossible. But there is one night where it's possible. And it really is possible. All you got to do is show up. You got to do all the Ishtadlis until then. But all you got to do is just show up to Leila Seder. Yeah, put out the Haggadahs, have everything ready. But after that, Hashem's leading the Seder. Hashem should lead our star and we should feel Hashem Yisbarach is leading our Seder. That means, think about it, our order. He's leading our order of the night. And it's different. Remet Yishakoach to Yushira. It just shows you, she saw the title and she wrote me a, a thought. You never know what, what kind of hashpa you could have when something inside of you speaks to you and you want to share it. You never, ever know. So it should be like mamash, getting out of our seder of how we think things should be in a holy kedushadik and, and tahara in a pure way. It should be a simchadik seder like none other. Amen. Amen. Amen.